Welcome back to Over the Border, episode 24. We're back. The Masters are behind us. Realistically, the only thing we got to look forward to is some baseball, NHL playoffs, and NBA playoffs. But I'm excited for this week. Kyle, start with you. How are you feeling tonight? Pretty great coming off what is somehow an underrated sports weekend. I know that obviously everyone knows the Masters is that weekend. It's a great weekend to watch that. I sat on the couch, watched basically the entire tournament. But Saturday, I watched the Masters during the day. Following that, I watched UFC 273 and then stayed up to watch the F1 race. So incredible sports weekend. Sat on the couch a lot, watched a lot of sports. Very exciting. And now we have baseball back, so there's lots of day games going on during work. Another excuse to miss work, uh, or not miss work, but not pay attention to work. And bet during the day, so I'm doing pretty well. Ryan, how are you? Well, you, you kind of mentioned it. Last weekend was probably one of the most underrated sports weekends we've had in a while. There was F1, soccer from morning to night, opening day weekend, Masters, UFC, you name it. Unfortunately, you even checked in on me, so thank you. Uh, United lost to one of the worst teams on Saturday, <laughs> and I was tough. up at 5.30 in the morning to watch it. Absolute joke. I literally have no more sympathy for this team. But opening day, baseball's back well, and fired up. Before, you, before you keep going, I also saw Ronaldo smash some kid's phone. I think it was like an <laughs> autistic kid's phone that he smashed. So Yeah, he, ha- he didn't even think of it. Destroyed the kid's phone and then said, okay, I, I-, I will invite you to a game to Manchester. The kid's probably like, I don't give a fuck. So he seems like a pretty good guy. Pretty good guy. No, but I've given up on United, but tons of action. Masters happen. Don't want to say it, but hey, Scotty Scheffler. Credit to to you. That was a great pick. Had him from the start. Hold on. Before we get into this week's episode, I'll give a quick recap of picks last week. I went 4-4. I'm at 49.2% overall. Ryan went 5-3, and three, one of his first positive weeks in a while, and he also picked Scotty Scheffler to win the tournament. So credit to Ryan, big week for him. He's at 45.2% overall. Justin, 1-2, and two, that's pretty low volume for him, but don't worry, he's got like 17. Or he's picks. back. He's back big time. <laughs> uh, he's at 50.3% overall. This ends his little streak of going above 500 that he had the message about last week, so I thought I'd bring that up. Uh, overall, as a Jinxed pod, yourself. We went, yeah, he really did. Yeah, I did. Mush. Overall, as a pod, we went ten and nine, um, and overall, we are forty-eight point seven percent. Slowly get getting back to that episode. Slowly, slowly chipping away. Bounce back. <laughs> bounce back. It's a huge bounce back week for Justin. Clearly. Alright, let's kick off this week's episode as per usual with Coast to Coast recapping news across Canadian sports. As I mentioned, not a whole lot to report, but playoffs are upcoming. The Leafs clinched, but we'll get to that. We'll start as per usual on the West Coast with the Canucks. They're 36-28-10. The Oilers, 42-26-6. Not officially clinched but they're pretty much a lock. Same thing with the Flames. They're sitting atop the Pacific, 45-19-9. They're staying hot. And then the Jets, 35-28-11. It looks like they're going to miss the playoffs, but again, they're not mathematically eliminated yet. The Sens, mathematically eliminated, no shit, 27-40-6. and 
And as I mentioned, the Leafs have clinched their early first-round exit for the year, so I can't wait to watch them choke away a series. However, got to give a little bit of gas to Leafs fans. Matthews has 58 goals, and I don't know if he's still on the crazy street stretch, but he had uh, 50 goals in 50 games. So, yeah, he's not terrible at the game of hockey. But we'll wrap it up with Montreal. They're 20, 42, and 11. Tank for Shane Wright is going smoothly for them. But let's continue. Get into some National Lacrosse League with the house god of the NLL. Kyle, what do you have this week? This week we are taking the Saskatchewan rush against the Colorado Mammoths. Yes, I got a couple team names in the bank over here. Uh, the Rush are very low. I think they're like 3-10. and 10. They're not making the playoffs. Well, as Col- Colorado has already uh, booked their ticket into the playoffs. The line set at like minus 110. I think it's a big trap here. Colorado likely resting uh, some of their starters. I don't know if you do that in lacrosse, but I'm assuming so. Um, but I think this is just a game where it means nothing for Colorado. And uh, the Rush come out and try and win for some pride. We're sitting at 7-4 and four on the year in NLL, trying to pick up another win. I'll throw it over to Ryan because we have some big news coming out of the CPL. So this was uh, announced today. Officially, there will be a ninth Canadian Premier League team as of 2023. Vancouver will be hosting this team. We still don't have a, uh, a stadium picked out yet, so that'll be interesting where, to, where they go. But I think hey, they're playing out of Langley is what I saw. Oh, out of Langley? Yeah. I think that's like a town or something like that in BC. That's what I saw on Twitter. Well, you know, it's good for the CPL as, as it's expanding, drawing more players and attention from North America. It could be eventually become a feeder league for the MLS. And you never know. It's it's slowly growing. Vancouver now, well, BC now has essentially three uh, footy teams with Pacific, Vancouver Whitecaps, and now a Vancouver team in CPL. We're hoping to one day have Ryan call the CPL a farmer's league. That's when we can have a legitimate <laughs> tag on our team. But one of these days, Justin, uh, I got to drag you out to a game. Yeah, and no, you got hey, go to go watch that You know what? Yeah. To be Fox. honest with you, I could probably get us free tickets. The boys uh, where I work, they just redid the athletical locker room, so I could probably swing some oh, tickets. I'll there you go. I mean. They're $10 if, if you can't, so don't be too pressed about that. But uh, we're going to have to make it out to a game <laughs> soon. Yeah. Right. Hey, it's about it's it's I'm the in. gesture that counts. It's Don't worry about the money. We're going to have more bet on the game than actually uh, cost to get cost of our tickets. So. Well, give give uh, give uh, Atletico credit. They won their first game against uh, Calvary uh, last year. Yeah, weekend. I had them. Not a big deal. A little head-to-head with uh, me and Ryan. You know I what? It, it, it was kind of a... A sad Saturday, to be fair, as opening weekend. The first two games, one nothing, both pens. Luckily, Pacific and Forge, two of the best teams, gave us a good game. So did uh, Valor and uh, Edmonton. Do you see the bicycle, the bicycle goal? Kick. I had both teams to score on that one. Not a big deal. Wow, at the death. Great cash. Let's transition now and talk about the Masters. We talked about it a lot at the top of the show. But, wow, what a weekend, and what a weekend for Scotty Scheffler. Ryan, gas you up again. Scotty Scheffler, plus 1,800, gave it out Wednesday before the tournament started, obviously. Credit to you, big win. I was feeling nice after Thursday. Cameron Smith, 
had an early lead and I got excited, but obviously could not hold on. Choke like a dog on Sunday. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Sunday that Rory McIlroy had. Seven under, 65, unbelievable, chipped in out of the bunker on 18, and then Morikawa went back to back. Just electric. Um, yeah, what are you? What were your guys' thoughts? I mean, Tiger, another unbelievable story. Like, it was crazy. What do you guys think? Well, before Ryan hops in, I just want to say that I had the sweatiest possible lock of the week this week. I had Scheffler versus Smith. So I basically had the, the two guys in the lead the whole way. Um, somehow managed to pick the winner, and uh, I think Cam Smith came third, but who was looking like he had a chance to win the whole time. So that made the tournament extra exciting for me. Um, unfortunately, it was a little bit boring on Sunday. You know, the Masters is known for drama. They say the tournament doesn't start until Sunday. The back nine, Scheffler was just pure ice. Um, he wouldn't give an inch. And I mean, except on the every AP time three. he hit a. <laughs> Yeah, every time Scheffler hit a bad shot, it seemed like Cam Smith hit a worse shot. He just kept shooting himself in the leg and never gave himself a chance. But as you said, credit to Rory. That was an incredible round by him, and he gave it a shot. But uh, regardless of it not being very exciting on Sunday, it was still a, a great tournament to watch. I'm pretty sure Rory's uh, score on Sunday was the best ever on a on a Sunday at Augusta. He, he absolutely lit it up from start to finish. Shout out Rory, but... Hey, Scotty Scheffler, eight, plus eighteen thousand, uh, plus eighteen hundred. I'm stoked about it. I had Cam Smith, top Australian, so for the entire weekend, I was, I was honestly not sweating until Mi Wu Lee or whatever this guy's name is from Australia shot a thirty on the front on something. Yeah, shot a thirty on the front nine. I was like, hey, if Cam Smith keeps choking, I got something to worry about. But then he shot a forty or so, something on the back, so kind of balanced out. Yeah. But, I'm- I'm Maybe sorry, the sorry to cut you off, ahead. but I was so shocked when I was trying to find Minwoo Lee on the score app. I was looking for like a China flag or a Korean flag. Maybe I'm racist, but the guy, if you didn't know, his name's Minwoo Lee and he's Asian, but he's from Australia. Threw my brain for a loop. I was in a pretzel. <laughs> well, that, honestly, at first I was worried about Adam Scott, then he fell off. But it was like you. I was like, wait, what? Minwoo Lee's Australian? I would have never would have never expected we also got to give a shout out to Corey connors i think he finished t6 um you know he wasn't really in contention to win but he hung around there another great finish at the masters for him um he's gonna give it a shot one of these years you know he's always past three years i think he's finished kind of top uh 20 but uh credit to him he's grinding out there but i think the easiest bet of the week that i had was to shambo plus 140 to miss the cut that fucking roid head is so bad at augusta you you can't as as Justin said before the bucket, you can't outpower Augusta. It's it's a place where you actually have to be kind of very skillful. Yeah, exactly. And Scheffler, like for me, I was gonna say this earlier. I think the turning point on Sunday, when Cam Smith was, I think it was three shots back. It was on twelve. And they both, yeah. And he birdied. He chipped out for birdie. I think that was the. Oh TSN no, turning. that was earlier in the round. Sorry, I, I assumed what you were gonna say, but I was wrong. Yeah. No, right. I, I, early in the round, because then Scotty just kind of said his own tone. He's like, yeah. I'm back. Don't worry. And Cam Smith after absolutely dogged it. Because yeah, they're so both in the exact same spot. Yeah, they, right? It was literally side a tripping contest. It was literally a tripping yeah. contest. And then, again, what I was referring to was when uh, Cam Smith birdied 11 to bring it within three. And then on 12, he just chunked one into the water. And then Scheffler made the green and ended up making up and down for par, I think. Or maybe he made bogey. I don't know. But I think Cam Smith made a double. 
So that's that was tough, and he really never just never bounced back from that. Another thing before final thing before we move on from the Masters, got to give another shout out to Scotty Scheffler. Set a Masters record for the biggest thirty six hole lead in Masters history. He was five under. Incredible. Just tip of the cap to him, and you know, I said this to Kyle on uh, on the weekend. Uh, he looked like former over the border guest Book It with Trent to me. To me, they. Hey, they, that's, they look I, very I said similar. that to a couple of people as well. Just a skinnier version of it. Kind mm-hmm. of. Absolutely. Anyway, that's enough Masters talk. Congrats to Ryan. Congrats to Scotty. What a weekend! Wow. Anyway, the NHL. As I've mentioned, three. this will be the third time now. Playoffs are just around the corner. I don't have any picks. Ryan doesn't have any picks. But, Kyle, what do you have upcoming? Well, we're in the dog days of the NHL right now. Most of the matchups are set. There's not a lot of meaningful games. We're seeing massive spreads in most games. But tomorrow, there's a very big game. The Predators play the Oilers. This game's super important for the wildcard spot. Uh, the Preds are one point inside the wildcard spot. The Oilers are only two points ahead of them. This game is critical for both teams, and I think it's going to be a playoff-type atmosphere kind of game, and it's going to come down to goaltending, and that's obviously where the Oilers are really struggling. Koskinen is just not a starter in the NHL. The Preds have Saros. He's coming off an illness, I believe, but I think he's expected to play, and ultimately I think that goaltending here is going to be the difference, so I'm taking Preds money line minus 110. Public's also going to be very heavy to the Oilers, so that makes me like the Preds more. Before we move off of NHL, there's not a lot of news going on, obviously, right now. But one thing of note, um, today the Rangers are playing the Flyers. And I wanted to make a note that Alexi Lafreniere was a healthy scratch. Couldn't be my first-round draft pick in 2020. Yikes. Jim had a two-goal performance yesterday. Not a big deal. I don't know. Vive le Quebec. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it's really panning out. That that's tough. I didn't know that. That that's, well, that's it's the same thing as Capocaco. Not he's not turning out too well either. He scored tonight though. Caco? He scores in one. He scores in one game, and now he's the best finished player of all time. I I've never said that. I like I like Lafreniere. I'm a big fan of his. No, no. It's, I I just I find it so hard to actually bank on those. On draft picks, it feels like it takes years for them to actually pan out. And it's usually not even top five that are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I was talking about this with someone. Because yeah, I was, yeah, I was talking about you've... this with someone else the other day, and about how like it's not really easy to compare Lafreniere to like you know someone like Stutzla, just because he's playing on the Rangers who have a very deep lineup. He's not playing very many minutes. I think he averages ten minutes of time on ice a game, not getting in a lot of uh, good opportunities like the power play. Forward to either way, not very many minutes, yeah, and no. he's playing down the lineup. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm just giving you a hard time because it was me that you had that conversation with. That's the only reason I, I said that. I just said it to be an asshole. But, yeah, and to be fair, I mean, Joe Thornton had one of the most underwhelming first uh, rookie seasons after he got drafted first overall. You know, some of these guys, it takes time for them to develop. I mean, Lafreniere was the best player at every level that he's ever played at. And like you said, he's playing on a deep team. And, you know, I feel like when it comes that easy to you at every level, except the NHL level, it's going to take time to adapt to the game and learn how to do what you were doing to boys, but against men and having to adapt your game. I'm sure is extremely challenging, but at the same time, it's a tough look because you'd think that in, <clears throat> in games where, you know, 
you kind of want to get ready and conditioned for the playoffs. You'd think you'd want to get your, you know, 20 year old uh, first overall pick some reps in games like that. I don't know. All that to say that you're right. You can't judge Lafreniere as of yet. Look at Jack Hughes. He's having an unreal year. He is. He's adapted quickly. That's enough Lafreniere talk. The NBA playoffs right around the corner. The play-in games. happens. Two of them happened last night. I think there's two tonight. Um, I didn't really pay attention. I know the T-Wolves won and the Nets won. So the Cavs lost and... T-Wolves beat the Clippers. That's talking basketball. But, Kyle, you've got a couple picks. Why don't you give them to us? Yeah, I actually did watch some of the uh, playing game, the T-Wolves game. It was pretty pretty exciting, to be honest, even though the NBA sucks. But we had a couple of plays. First play, we're taking the Raptors series plus 150 against the 76ers. I think this line is overpriced. I think it's more of a coin flip of a series. Obviously, the 76ers have you know game changers like Embiid and Harden. But the Raptors have Nick Nurse, who's an incredible coach. They play stingy defense, and I think this game, uh, this series goes seven. And I love taking the Raptors plus 150. They're a gritty, scrappy team from what I've seen. And I'll take the value at plus 150. Can I jump in here uh, quick? Yeah, Sorry, go for just it. Just a note about the 76ers. Shout out Joel Embiid. First center since Shaq in 03 to win the scoring, win title, the scoring eh? title. Yeah, mm-hmm. so credit to him. That's pretty incredible. Anyway, continue with your picks. My bad. My other pick, we're going with Celtics, minus 3.5 against Brooklyn. The game's on Sunday. Celtics kind of got screwed here. They finish with a two seed and have to play um, the Nets in the first round, which is just a terrible bounce. But the Nets have been pretty terrible. I think at the spread I saw, they're like 3-15 and 15 recently. They've not been good at all. Uh, the Celtics are a great team. It's going to be a good series, but uh, I think this line's telling you you got to take the uh, Celtics. So Celtics minus 3.5 on Sunday. All right, let's transition. We uh, gave out some picks for opening day last week, but the MLB is going to be where we are going to be laying a lot of our money for the next four months until football kicks off again and we turn over into a new NHL and NBA season. Shout out to Kyle and I co-managing a beer league softball league. So we will keep you posted on our stats if you care. Brew Jays. Brew Jays. If you guys ever need a a triple A call up. uh... Yeah, we'll have to fly you in Calgary. We can't pay for your flight, but if if you can get your accommodations, that's fine. Perfect. Uh, We can arrange that in the contract. All right, done. We'll sign you on a two-way. All right. Ryan, take it away. Well, this happened today, and I know it's early in the season, but there's been over, what, like two? There's been over a crap ton of baseball games in MLB history, and there's only been 20-something perfect games. Kershaw today against the Minnesota Twins has a perfect game through seven. And former Boston Red Sox, I like him, but not for this. Dave Roberts decides to pull him out of the game because he's on pitch count. And he was at 80 pitches. I was absolutely blown away and disgusted with this. Because A, you've got one of the best pitchers, and to be fair, a future Hall of Famer in Clay Kershaw, throwing a perfect game. How do you have the audacity to pull him? I, I was just shocked. Yeah, I mean... Again, I don't watch a ton of baseball, but I know enough about the game that a perfect game is 
fucked. And I, I, I see both sides of it because, I mean, like you said, he's a Hall of Famer. He will get into the Hall of Fame. You know, the big thing with Clayton Kershaw is he can't win the big one. He's got a World Series under his belt now. So I think he gets in no problem. However, adding that to his resume would be pretty sick. But at the same time, he could. this could lead to injury, and that's the thought process behind the pitch count. So I get both sides of it. I definitely lean more on the side of Kershaw and where you are coming from because to be stripped of that opportunity is really shitty. It's a like how, uh, like what are the odds of Kershaw actually throwing another perfect game? It's extremely low. So yeah, it's right. just it's it's something that Dave Roberts just kind of stripped from history. I get his I get his reasoning behind it, as it was Kershaw's first start of the season. Don't want to overdo it, as he is your elite pitcher. But it's a perfect game. It's just it's tough to see as a baseball fan, and it just it kind of backs why MLB is struggles I think to draw attention because people are so given in their way. It's if. If you put him in, if you keep him in for the perfect game, draws attention right there. People will be like, holy shit, Clint Kershaw just threw a fucking perfect game. Yeah, it's true. It gets eyeballs on the game. But at the same time, this might actually draw more eyeballs because people are losing their fucking okay, Yeah, you know what? He, Dave Roberts might be on something that we don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's get it. And let's, Kyle, do you have anything to say about it? No. Uh, I'm I'm pretty over the baseball talk, so I'll... Now right. I gotta listen to your fourteen <laughs> picks here too. Kyle's so. thinking about soccer right now. He's uh, yeah, I, I am. He's go gaming. All right, I'll just I'll rifle through them quick. Feel free to fast forward. I'll keep it so that the fifteen second skip ahead will do this justice. Tomorrow, I'm taking the White Sox against the Mariners, the Cardinals against the Brewers, the Phillies against the Marlins, the Jays against the Yankees, the Rangers against the Angels, the Padres against the Braves, the Rockies against the Cubs. <coughs> Kyle, wow. over me. to Credit you. Credit to you. That was, uh, that was very fast. I've got two plays. Brewers money line, minus 145 against the Cards. Uh, these are both public fades, basically. And uh, Marlins money line, minus 110 against the Phillies. I, uh, I have three plays. I'll give a, a bit of reasoning behind them Royals over the Tigers Tigers are a good team uh, I think they will give the White Sox possibly a run for their money in the AL Central but the Royals they've got a young squad they've got a talented squad at home I think Zach Granke will be pitching so they have their best pitcher give me the Royals money line minus 125 and then my second game I'm actually fading Justin here I'm going to back Shohei Otani against the Rangers lifetime numbers against the Rangers are pretty decent and Dane Dunning is, I think, just a fade material. So give me the Angels money line, minus 125. And the White Sox versus the Mariners, at minus 105. Give me the White Sox. I think uh, Gilbert for the Mariners, the pitcher, it's a fastball. He's a hard thrower. White Sox feed off that hard-hitting team. I think they'll power a couple runs, a couple bombs. I think Luis Robert or Jose Abreu, cheeky, anytime home run prop could be worth it. But give me the White Sox money line. All right, let's switch gears here and let's get into the listener picks segment. Kyle, take it away. Well, listener picks went one and one last week. Credit to Ben. That was a tough pick to win. I think uh, Johnny Hockey over 1.5 points was at plus 140, but he hits it. I think Johnny Hockey got his second point on an empty netter, so he just squeaked it in. But credit to him for getting the win. 
Then we also need to comment on KK, who did it again. This time, he picked Penn's money line, and they got shut out. Credit to him, 0-2. You got to get a winner at some point, man. But uh, this week, we got B-Low Keys coming in in place of KK, and we got Ben trying to get a two-game win streak going. Ben is taking Cardinals' first five money line against the Brewers tomorrow, and B-Low Keys is taking the Angels and Rangers over nine. Good luck to you both. All right. For the $100 bankroll challenge, in case you've missed the last month and a half, I've been eliminated from competition after going 13 and 28. But you guys both had successful weeks, so let's shine some light on that. Kyle, undefeated, 1-0, and won his $10 play, giving him a profit of $9.09, bringing his bankroll to $94.65, and he is sitting at $500 in the bankroll challenge with a record of 25 and 25 ryan sitting at a bankroll of 70 dollars and 45 cents after going two and one plus eight dollars and 20 cents with a record of 26 29 and two kyle what picks are you giving out this week well we're headed back across the pond play the music yesterday i learned the difference between a train and a boat i wrote this song before that Train on the water, boat on the track. Train on the water, boat on the track. Yeah, you heard it here first. First, we're going to Southampton. They're playing Arsenal. It's a tough environment to play in. We're going to take Southampton plus 0.5 for $5. Next, we're headed to Watford. And uh, they're playing Brentford. And we're going to take $5 on both teams to score. And uh, that's that a London up. Derby, the, by the way. That's that's a London Derby, by the way. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> it's it's Watford and Brentford and the London Derby. So uh, yeah, and then my other play, switching gears here, we're headed back to America, and we're going to take Celtics minus three point five against the Brooklyn Nets, as I talked about before, for ten dollars. You didn't want to, You threw in an English accent. You didn't want to throw in the Boston accent. No, I haven't. I haven't mastered the cockies. Well, I, I don't think I would have ever seen the day that Kyle would have been reporting an over uh, across the pond, I mean, in his bankroll challenge, but I absolutely love it. Uh, I will probably tell that Watford and Brentford pick, all London Derby, expect some goals. But I've got three plays. You know, Kyle and I are both kind of on the rise here in the bankroll challenge. Shot it, looked like we were, uh, it looked like we were, we were both going down. It looked like I was going to be out of it. But I've sneaked out of... Uh, a Justin Jarmick situation, and I have gone back up into the positive slowly but surely. We've got three plays, all ten dollars. First one is tomorrow. It's an all Europa League parlay. Lyon versus West Ham under three and a half. I think this is the only game tomorrow out of the Europa fixtures that has a alt and a legit chance of going to extra time and penalties. Uh, both teams are faced with injuries. And West Ham does have a red card, and it's their key player, left back, Aaron Cresswell. This game could stay 0-0 as the aggregate score is 1-1. And then the second game to this is Leipzig, both teams to score against Atalanta. Not Atlanta, Atalanta. <laughs> There's a key difference there. Make sure expect, you guys heard that right. Expect this game to be back and forth and wide open. Leipzig should have lost last week, uh, and I had them double chance, so fortunate for that. They drew 1-1. But Atalanta at home are not a team 
to joke around with. I think this game can be 2-1 either side. Avoid the money line. Just take the goals. Parlay both those together. You get plus 112. Second pick is my lock of the week. You'll have to wait for that. And then my third pick. I got Arsenal over one and a half. So, Kyle, we can both cash. 1-1 Southampton game. Covers both of us. Yes, sir. And then the second play is Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. This is the FA Cup semifinal. Expect it to be low scoring. Any cup game usually goes low because teams will take that extra time if they have to. So if it's 1-1, Chelsea might only push late, force extra time. So parlay, Arsenal over 1.5 and Chelsea under 3.5 and, and minus 130. I know it's juicy. Pick the juice. $10. We're looking to go 3-0. Before we get into everybody's favorite segment, the lock of the week, I just want to circle back to the NHL talk that we had. Shout out Capo Caco with a two-goal performance so far tonight against the Flyers. Wow, dunked on, Ryan. Getting dunked on. My words. Capo Caco heard it and said, screw this French guy. I'm going to go bang two in the net. All right. But to recap last week, Kyle with a big winner, as he mentioned during the Masters talk on Scotty Scheffler over Cam Smith. And then Ryan and I both caught L's, bringing my record to 12-9-1. Ryan 8-13-1. And Kyle leading the pack at 13-9. My lock of the week this week, we're going to add another baseball play. I'm taking the Nats minus 105 against the Pirates. I feel like this is a massive trap because the Pirates are dog shit. All I see online is how boring they are and how bad they are. And so the fact that this game is pretty much even should be kind of scary. I don't know much about the Nationals. I'm not going to lie to you, but this seems like a spot where how could you not take them? I might be walking into a trap. So give me the Nats minus 105. Exactly. All right, well, moving on to my lock of the week. We had a sweaty one last week, but got it done with the winner, Scotty Scheffler. This week, we're going back to footy. We're not going across the pond, though. We're hopping on the OC Transpo, and we're headed down (laughs) to Lansdowne. That's right. Ottawa Atletico against the Halifax Wanderers, both teams to score. There's no line yet. The game's on Saturday. Lines will probably be posted on Friday. However, this... Both teams to score has hit in six of their last six games. This is a huge stat. The line will probably be around minus 120. I'm going to hammer this play. I love it. Let's fucking get another win. We're 13-9 in the lock of the week. Let's keep rolling. Kyle, you read my mind on that game. That was, I was, that was going to be my pick I was going to give out. It's just there's no line on it. I, there's going to be goals in that game. Probably two penalties from both teams. Heard it here. And I'm going to call it out again. Jean Morelli for the Halifax Wanderers will score again. So, if you want to throw Let's that, hop on the OC. Love it. But for me, of course, we're going across the pond. Absolutely, we're going across the pond. And we're staying in London. Tottenham Hotspurs versus Brighton. Tottenham are honestly one of the hottest teams in the Prem right now. Uh, under Antonio Conte, new manager, and a couple of key signings, such as Kulusevski, the Swede, then Ginger from Swede, if you want, you look it up, great chant. Uh, I got them Spurs money line plus over one and a half uh, and minus 102. I, the key thing for me here is that Brighton have lost over 60% of their games on the road and Tottenham have won 67%. And the over has hit in both uh, for both teams 87%. I just think Tottenham will be too much. And there is the Champions, uh, Champions League race on in the Prem for fourth between Arsenal and Tottenham, 
you could say United, but I was a United fan. I'm not even going to say we're in that race. Tottenham will push. Antonio Conte's high press against Brighton, I think, will be too much. Tottenham are a legit side. Take them. Minus, uh, take them Spurs money line plus over one and a half. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Good luck to you, fellas. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. Life's a gamble. Just want to put the house on it. <laughs>